G'day, welcome to the Side by Side podcast, talking all things the Collingwood Football Club. I'm a North supporter here on this new podcast, and we've got the two of the biggest Pies supporters, Big Danny Boy and Achi. How are you, boys? G'day, Butsy. Good to be here, mate. Um, yeah, I've been supporting Pies as long as I can remember. Um, it's, been a, it's been a tough old year, mate, to be honest, but I'm um, looking forward to getting into, into some footy discussion, and um, yeah, it should be good. G'day, Danny. Yeah, thanks for having us, boys. I'm keen to talk everything about Pies. I've been a big, extensive fan. Like the last five years, I've been attending most games that I possibly can, being a, not a local boy in Melbourne, but being able to travel from Geelong or either from where we're from elsewhere. Um, yeah, just going to enjoy talking about Pies and what we reckon we're going to be like this year. So hoping for a, a weekly 30-minute podcast, a short and sharp, just really um, delving into the game plans, um, how they, the results from the weekend, injuries, VFL development, um, playing styles, etc. Really just delving into the club, really analysing it and um, really hoping you could yeah, see our perspective, I suppose, on um, how they've gone throughout the year. Um, and the biggest um, issue obviously coming to the start of this year is the change in guard um, with big, big list changes, um, um, unreal list changes, really. Um, and, yeah, ranked 18th from their trade period, boys, um, by um, a lot of a lot of pundits. Uh, what are you thinking? Um, what do you think about the off-season? Look, I, I, I in, in, in honest opinion, I think it didn't go to plan. Um, if it did, then... It was a shocking plan by the by the staff there, but I think um, I think Stevenson he, he had that he had a year probably a year and a half really where he had a lot of problems. Obviously that off the field stuff. I think he had a bit of glandular fever if I'm right for a little bit there. Um, he just seemed to get very scared of the ball every time he went near it. Like the amount of times I was sitting there watching the footy and he get tackled and just chopped the ball or he wouldn't even go near it. So I think. Obviously, a, a, a talented player, but you just don't know how he's going to develop. Like a, a lot of rookies have a great first year, and they sort of have a drop off year. But I think with Stevenson, um, he's got all the talent in the world, and I hope he does well. But I don't think it was the worst move moving him on. Um, obviously, Trelaw was a big one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, obviously, with what four or five years up on a contract. Um, yeah, I think we royally stuffed that one up. I, I feel sorry for Ned Guy because he wasn't actually there when we back-ended his, his contract. Um, so I think it was just all handled the wrong way when he first signed that big deal, what, six-year deal I think he signed a couple of years back. But he'll be a massive loss, I think. I don't think we've really... I don't think we've really gone to the draft. Well, we had a great draft, but I don't, I don't think we've picked up a midfielder like him. Um, we've got Dacos, who I think is an absolute freak, and I think he'll develop very well this season, but... Yeah, for now, I think Chaw's going to be a massive loss. Dan? Yeah, I agree with Butsy that we probably had the worst uh, trade period. It was, as a fan, it was horrible watching. You just didn't know who was going to go. There was names getting shouted out that you just really didn't want to leave. I remember, like, Coxie being named. There was oh, there was plenty of blokes who wanted to be named, but the Trelaw one hurt because he was one of my favourite players. I mean, the dash that that bloke had going inside forward 50 as well. He would just rack up the ball. I mean, they reckon he's replaceable 
because his ball use probably isn't as touch as it probably should be. But, yeah, it was, it's going to be a shame for him to go. And it killed me when uh, Jaden Stevenson left because he went to the rival club of Matt in Kangaroos. So <laughs> he he loved to rub that one in. Oh, he's going to be a jet just trying to get under me. Trying to get under me and make me feel bad about it. But, yeah, I mean, we definitely had the worst trade period. But um, our draft, I reckon what we did with those picks in the draft were really good. We managed to get some players that I think are going to be real key for us in the next few years to come. That's what I saw. What did you say about it, Butsy? Okay, so just looking into logistics um, with it. um, So Collingwood, in the end... um, they traded out uh, Trelaw at Stephenson, um, Adu um, to North Melbourne, and pick 39. And coming in, they received pick 26, pick 33, and a future fourth rounder. Tom Phillips, two guys, yeah. And sorry, yeah. Tom Phillips, yeah. So I reckon, looking at it, the big thing for me is there's a reason they got rid of Jaden Stephenson. Um, yep. I think you, you don't, no other club in Buddy in the land would get rid of a 20, 21 year old. Um, just get rid of him with ease on his contract. He didn't want to leave. Um, that's the thing you got to really think about here. He got, um, they got rid of him and I've been, and I really um, love looking at contracts and the big thing that um, uh, Nathan Buckley come out and said was we needed to move players on because we needed salary. Um, if you actually look in the top, um, looking the biggest salaries, uh, top 100 from the Herald Sun last year, um, the biggest contracts, just in the top 100 alone, and this is without um, and this is without Dugowie and um, Moore signing brand new contracts. This is the top 100. So it's Grundy, Moore, Sidebottom, Howe, Taylor Adams, Trelaw, Dugowie and Penderbury all were in the top 100 getting over 500 grand a year. Um, I don't understand. Like this was always going to happen. We knew that. Like you, big name players, but far out. I don't know how they've got themselves into this mess. Um, yeah, and yeah, I really don't understand how they've got themselves into this mess. Does anyone want to add to that? That that's why. That's why when when it first happened, people were jumping on the back of Ned Guy, but Ned Guy's been there two years. Like he got there. Well and truly, when the when the club was in the shit, we've been going through this for the last five years. Like people were so quick to judge Ned Guy, and, and the the poor bloke had no answer because he had no he he had, he had no he had no comeback because he I don't, I don't think himself had any idea really what he's got himself into. So I think I'm not too sure who who it was before him. Do you know then or not? Nah, sorry, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm not too sure either, but. Gee, he made some mistakes the last guy, I tell you, because that was an absolute mess. And it's it's still probably is going to be a mess, to be honest, guys, in the next couple of years, unless they find, you know, some sort of way out of it. But for now, it's it's looking a bit looking a bit hectic, isn't it? That's yeah. We, so mo- that's why we try to pick up so many young players in this year's draft, and that's why we're going to have a young side and reserves that can hopefully pick up in a few years and play at AFL level. My yeah. my. Th- so my thinking is, so they've obviously done a salary dump, um, which they've need, needed to. Now, in the NBA, the only reason um, you would salary dump is to um, acquire young players or draft picks, unless it's a really bad salary. 
So I just don't, I really, there's just, this is just terrible list management, absolutely terrible list management. And the big thing that I've noticed from these contracts of what each player is getting a year, Scott Pendlebury is actually the, was the 16th highest paid player in 2021 before COVID, getting between 800 and 850 a year. He's an absolute gun. We all know that. But how come at every other club, someone of that age is not getting anywhere near that money? I remember Brent Harvey was playing for like 400 grand, 300 grand as like a 33-year-old who was, again, still at the peak of his powers. But for Penderbury to getting that much money, I think that's pretty ridiculous. And he's just signed a contract probably a year or two ago. What do you guys think about that? See, I think think Penderbury actually... Signed signed that deal maybe yeah two or three seasons ago. Um, obviously the, that year will made the flag. I made the green sign, which not many thought we did. But yeah, look, I agree. I don't like he's he's been probably the best consistent AFL footballer for the last fifteen years. When you think about it, his consistency over a long period of time. But yeah, I, I think eight hundred thousand. If if he can, if he took a six hundred thousand, not that frees up a lot of extra space we could get. Um, yeah, I, I think Grundy. What's Grundy signed a massive contract. Darcy Moore oh, was pretty hefty. Yeah. yeah, so I think there's a lot of there's a lot of issues, mate. And I I, I don't know where they go from here, but I, I'm, I'm sort of hoping something happens. I can because the, the way it happened, it just blew up all of a sudden, didn't it? Like not many people knew about it, and then Chalor got whispered, and then it sort of just took off from there, didn't it? Oh yeah, it was a fire sale down at the fires. Now, just a question for you boys. How much of an impact do you think Buckley has on any of this? Like, obviously, he, they hire risk management and whatnot. Do you think he'd, he'd be pretty angry with the situation or do you think he's probably the main part of it as well? Um, I think I think that he's – it's a bit of long, longevity. I think that you keep continue the way that you would go um, going in a couple of years' time um, – sort of have to bottom out with your contracts and probably start again with Penderbury going, side bottom going, um, your Trelaws, your Adamses are a fair bit older, your young good players are coming up. Um, I think this is great for him because it's biding time for um, Buckley to continue to keep going on. And we've got to be honest, he's got a massive deal with this, same as Hardwick at Richmond. Like... I just think everything goes through would go through him. I think him and uh, Eddie Maguire um, before this were probably the main main people because at the end of the day, you can't say this it's the list manager's fault or whatever this bloke's name is because no one gives a shit about him. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's got to go. Yeah, I, I think definitely think it was Buckley. What do you think, Danny? No, I totally agree. He would have to have some sort of say in um, the salary the players are getting paid. So. Um, yeah, there's definitely he'll definitely have an involvement in the decisions made on players' salaries. So he we to a point, but do you think it comes back on him because, like you said about the list management, no one cares about them. Do you think that's why the coaches take so much heat because they're in the spotlight every single week, week after week? Yeah, at the end of the day, it's their job to win finals, and they've got. They need the team to come. Like they need, they've got to be able to choose the team that are coming. Like you can't tell me at all that um, if he didn't want, if he wanted Stephenson, that's Jaden Stevenson, he would have kept him. Hundred percent, he would have. It would have been up to him. Yeah, well, Stevenson yeah. mentioned that uh, mm-hmm. Buckley called him and said, you know, basically, uh, you might as well look somewhere else. We're probably going to trade you. 
Um, I think that was the story where Buckley had told the agent and had they hadn't even contacted um, Stevenson, as Stevenson said, that he wasn't even aware of it till his manager told him that he was likely to be traded. So yeah. poor communication by <laughs> us um, over the trade period too. Yeah. And um, question for both of you: Do you reckon Buckley will be coaching at the end of or the start of next year? Because we all know his contract finishes at the end of this year. You guys reckon? I he'll think. Be coaching I next think. Year? I think absolutely. I think he will. Yeah. I think it took him a while to get going. Obviously, I think twenty twenty twelve. I believe took over a lot. Of, eight years, a lot of years, isn't it? Really, when you think about it. But I just think he's got the group. Like obviously we're we're outsiders, but you just get the feeling like watching interviews and watching that that you have a good connection with the players. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the new president's going to make drastic changes like that as soon as he comes in. I reckon they'll sign his contract again, which I'm happy about. I don't, I don't think um, it's an issue there. I think he's a good coach. I think he just has to um, yeah win some more finals to sort of back my point up. But yeah, what do you think, Matt? Um. In all honesty, I can see him still being at the Pies in four or five years. Um, yeah, I think I think this is that time in the AFL at the moment where coaches are not necessarily taking the heat. It's more like, uh, sorry, getting rid of a coach is a bigger process than it once was, sacking a coach, especially money-wise. You look at the coaches in um, a lot of successful coaches or organisations um, in the AFL, a lot of them have been there for a long time. Clarko, not going anywhere. Um, Horse Longmire, not going anywhere. Dima Hardwick, not going anywhere. There's, and we know we know he's a good coach. He is a good coach. Um, and I'm, I, I can't believe how well he did with the team he probably had um, in 2018. And, and yeah, he just needs to have a really good year and do a transformation a bit like Richmond did. But they're there, like, thereabouts. He's put them in the finals each year. What more do you want? And just on that, I think I think Chris Scott should come on. And, obviously, Chris Scott come into took over from Thompson with a, with a premiership ready side. I know Buckley did too, but I think the Cats had a far better 2011 team than what Collingwood did. Um, like even Chris Scott, you know, out in straight sets a couple of times, missed a couple of finals, just like Buckley. So I think mm, there you go. I don't, I don't think you can just get rid of them because they're. They've been there for a while. I think you've got to go through a process of that sort of stuff really over a couple of years. And I think he's doing okay. Yeah. Um, probably moving on now. Um, obviously, a, a key part of that trade period was the draft picks that come in. And it's very, very exciting. And um, I remember talking to Daniel um, during this period. And he was really, um, really wrapped. And you guys are really involved with um, how you guys were going with your draft picks. And um, so... Obviously, you took um, was it pick seventeen? You took um, Oliver Henry. Oliver Henry, and he played today, didn't he, boys? I um, heard he some good very things. Very well too. Yeah, yeah. No, he played very well today, which is good to see. Do you want to give us um, the listeners some bit of information if they were at work and didn't get to watch the practice match? Um, give us a bit of information about him. Well, he he started he started on the half forward half forward flank. He kicked um, took a nice mark on the wing in uh, in the first quarter. Kicked the forward. Um, then he moved back. I think I, I did notice him take a few marks in the back line. I think he took a few good pack marks, which is good to see. So I think that just goes to show his versatility. Um, 
he's, he's, a, he's a tall fella, I think. He's 186 centimetres, so... 188, yep. Yeah, so that's not bad. That's not, not bad height for footy, but um, I think he's going to prove to be an absolute gun pick-up. The commentators today from Geelong were saying that they were shattered they missed there because they, they were three picks away from getting him, and they were very surprised he didn't get picked up far earlier. So that just goes to show how much they rated him because he trained with them for a couple of years, I think, didn't you, Daniel? Oh, yeah, he was training there um, over the COVID period near summer, I'd say. Yeah, bef- a little while before the draft, he was training um, with it, the Cats. Yeah, he's also the um, brother of Jack Henry, and um, the boys are um, from the Geelong Falcons. So, obviously, um, a lot of Geelong Falcon players play at the um, Geelong Cats, and he's um, from St. Mary's, which is the their St. Mary's ground is literally like 200 metres from Cadinia Park. Um, so yeah, obviously they'd be very disappointed. Um, but yeah, pick seventeen, um, and yeah, ve- um, very much in line to make his um debut in round one. Um, with going, very... going off top, going off topic here, but do you think Geelong sort of wasted their, their three opening three first round picks to get Cameron? Because you would have thought they would have had would have had Henry in sight, wouldn't you think? I mean, when you can get a player at the caliber of Jeremy Cameron. I would do it. If you were that close to a premiership, you're getting a proven player that's won at Coleman. I would do it just because you want players that are going to be 100% guaranteed. You know, you're not going to get your Paddy McCartans. He was pick one. You know, you, you know you've got a sure thing in Jeremy Cameron. Um, there was a lot of talk today that he played well, but I mean... He didn't. He, looked, he, kicked, he kicked one goal. Yeah, in the he, opening he was quarter. a ghost. He was a ghost out there. I barely noticed him out there. No, neither, neither did I, to be honest. Hawkins was I think... out, but that was about it. In the now, history, my sorry, just going on to my favorite player from the draft is uh, Reef McInnes. I cannot wait to see him play. I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. He got touted as a top ten, but because we had that academy pick, we could afford to get him with our two later picks. So I think he had a he had hand surgery or finger surgery a couple of weeks back. But I think he when he gets back to, when he gets back to full contested forty, I think he's going to be an absolute versatile player for us. He's a, he's a hundred and ninety three centimeter midfielder. Like that's Bonton Pally sort of range, isn't it? I think he's going to be a freak. Yeah, hundred ninety-two, already eighty-four, already eighty-four kilos. Um, yeah, I can't wait for him, guys. I can't. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be a freak. I'm definitely more in a Finlay. I like that he's so good by both feet. So that was a big problem that we've had over the last few years is kicking inside forward fifty. So when you get players that are good by foot, they're going to be players that will probably play this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing Finlay play. Well, just we'll just continue on with Reeves. Um, so do, was he an academy pick? Was he? Yeah. Yeah. So we, so when when we got rid of Phillips, Stevenson, Boston Valangi, I think we got like pick. We got picks like 48, 38, and all that, and then we, yeah, we bid it because I think the pick before I actually bid it on him, and then we just used our picks to get to get him. So I think that's a great move for us. Yeah, okay. And he's from the Oakley Chargers as well. I watched he him a little is, bit yep. last year with um he played with Will Phillips. Um well he, he would have played with Will Phillips. Um but a couple of years ago, um twenty nineteen in the finals, check out this midfield um uh, of the Oakley Chargers. Matty Rao, Noah Anderson, Will Phillips and um Reef McInnes. Um he was probably played a little bit more forward and in defence because he couldn't even get in there. Um he's an in in and under beast. Um and they reckon he's just gonna be an absolute gun. A little yeah, bit like a little bit like um your inside middle like a Kennedy or a 
um, uh, Crips. Yeah. Um, probably moving on now to um, Finlay McRae. I heard some really good things about him, and Daniel just mentioned his kicking. Um, where do you think? What do you know about him, or what do you think about him? I mean, I touched on him a bit. Um, I thought he was at Oakley Chargers too myself because I remember he was in he the leadership team he was. with uh, Matt Rowe. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've watched a, f- a fair bit of those highlights and you could see, because like, he would have been, um, you know, he was a bit younger, so it was, what, bottom age. And you could just see that he looked comfortable and I reckon he would have been probably starting inside. Inside. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the season was to go ahead in 2020. So, yeah, I'm mm. glad we were able to get him and then use um our picks prior to move up and take our academy player, Ruth McKinnis. So it was unreal. I was shouting at the TV to pick him when he was still available when we got to, what was it, 23? I believe it was something. Yeah. yeah so Who's was, that for, Finley? Yeah. I think it was 19. Oh, 19, wasn't it? Yeah, 19, Finley, 23, yeah. Ruth. Yeah. Unreal. What are you yeah, I think that's that's gonna that's that's gonna be our um that's gonna be our, our our main takeaway from this season. I think is those three good picks. And look, we got a couple of other like Caleb Poulter at pick thirty and Liam McCarran. I think reports coming through that they're both pretty handy. Caleb Poulter, hundred ninety two centimeter midfielder as well. So we've got plenty of plenty of height. Uh, Liam McCann's obviously a tall forward. I think he's spent a bit of time back as well. But so I think when you look at it, I think they had a very, very good draft. And even I've heard Isaac Shug, I think he's picked thirty two in our rookie draft, I think. And even he's been touted as a as a prospect for, for this not only for his career but this season. So I think it's great that we've gone on the draft and which in previous years we haven't really had a successful draft, I don't think, really. Um so it's just good to see that we've actually had a crack for once and um might see some Upside in a couple of years, hopefully. Um, looking at the these um, draftees, can we see any of them playing um, round one? Obviously, Henry's had a ripper, um, and I think he really still needs to back it up. I don't think he's absolutely at all cemented after one game. But can we see? Um, can we see any of these draftees playing round one? Uh, I heard uh, Sal talking today on the practice match, and he sort of ruled out most of them. Um, Obviously, because we've, we've still got a lot of experience in the in the senior side, so I think having a young VFL side is really going to help them develop each other, which is going to be good. Um, I think Henry is probably our best hope. I think Reef was pre-injury to his finger, but I think um, Henry and then maybe McRae. But I haven't heard I haven't heard too much how McRae's been travelling because obviously he didn't play today and he played in the Winter Club last weekend. But I don't think he stood out as such, but I think, yeah, I think Henry is probably our main one at the, mo- at the moment, Dan. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't believe that probably any of the rookies we picked up in this year's draft will probably start round one. I think it's probably more likely that someone like Will Kelly will probably start over um, Oliver Henry because yep. Buckley reported last year that if he had not broken his elbow, he probably would have played a lot more games back after you. Um, but, yeah, we've got a lot of blokes that are pretty young from drafts prior that I think the club want to have a look at. And Jay Rantau, we had Bianco play today. Yeah, he looked handy in that last half, didn't he? Yeah, he just needed a bit, be a little bit more cleaner by foot. There was a couple of shank kicks, but he knew where to find the footy, which was good. Um, but yeah, that's, um, I'm saying it's unlikely that there'll probably be 
a player from um, this year's draft that will play this year. Last year's draft yep. that will play this year. Um, Which think I, 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 don't, I don't think it's a bad or I don't think it's a bad thing either because obviously we're going to have a very young VFL side. So the more games they play in their VFL together, the more the more um, depth I'll get, the more experience I'll get with each other, which I think is great for future years. Yeah, Bucks seems to like um, Rusko too, so he'd be someone that would push a lot of those blokes out too. Um, there's been a lot of talks about McCreary. I think that's his name. Um, he's a pressure forward, and that's something we've been lacking, so he might have an opportunity this year. I know that he's trained well, so we might see him sometime this year as well. Yeah, so, and just probably finishing the potty. Um, so, obviously, the Pies played today, um, played down at uh, Geelong, um, going down by two points, um, 11-8 to 11-6. Some really good signs. Um, both you boys watched it. Um, like, we're going to watch and analyse all our games this year. Um, what what was some of the things that, outside of the Henry, but some of the things that you really took away from it? I think our back line looks so much composed when Howe's there. Um, like today, he didn't look like he was struggling at all. He looked like he hadn't missed a beat. Um, Grundy in the ruck, obviously, I think Stanley went down with a bruise rib or something in the second quarter. So he, Grundy just let loose a little bit and sort of took over the game. Um, Hunebury back to his old ways, just freakish ability from the footy. Side bottom, very, very quiet. Just looked, just looked at the play like he, like he hadn't played for a year which he hasn't because he missed what the last five or six games in he with the Pies. Um, Jamie, oh, best on ground was Elliot by far. He would have had 20 or 30 touches, kicked three goals in the midfield. I think he is going to be a breakout player if, if that's possible where he's at his age. But I think he was our best player today, Dan. Yeah. Otherwise, I would say a close second, even though you probably haven't mentioned it, it would be John Noble. He had... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I missed him. Yeah. He was very good by foot, well, like he normally is. Um, yeah, he was. He, him and uh, Ali were definitely on another level than the other boys. But, yeah, as you said, it was so good seeing Howell back out. I think he only just recently got back on, into, like, match simulation, like, last week. So it was really good to see him because losing him last year was a huge loss because he was probably – I don't know if I'm being biased, but he was – before he got injured, he was probably looking like the best back the first, yeah. what, four weeks of the year. You can. Yeah, what do you reckon about that, Butts? Because you're an outside opinion. Go again, sorry. I didn't get the last bit. Jeremy Howe, do you reckon he was probably looking like the best back four uh, weeks he was... last year before he got injured? I wouldn't say the best back, but I'd say the best of, um, best effective offensive backman, if that makes sense. Um, he he did, um, who's the West Coast guy that does it? Um, um, Barras. No, the other one. Duggan. No, the you know the Shepherd. one takes all the mar- <laughs> takes all the marks. McGovern. Yeah, McGovern. He played McGovern. <laughs> he, he, he no, he was doing McGovern's role better than he was um late in the year, uh, early in the year. Um, so yeah. Um, and probably just finishing up, boys. Um, injury watch. Um, obviously some really good news today. Um, got through. Um, couple of little knocks. Um. Couple of little knocks to Pendlebury um, on his knee, which he just asked to finish the game. But um, yeah, no, no real problem there. Um, and also there was Jamie, one... I believe, went off for a tad bit of rolled ankle, but he comes on obviously and and dominated the game, so no issues there. 
And yeah, Brody Majek left the field midway through the last yeah. quarter again with um, a lower leg knock. But um, yeah, looking fine. And yeah, the the bill of health is really, really, um, really, really good. Um, with Taylor Adams um, and Jordan Legoe missing, um, you know, in the practice match today with um, a hamstring and an rolled ankle, but not looking too serious. With um, yeah, Taylor Adams starting to really um, get to very really close to um, full fitness. So we should see a really strong lineup in round one. I'm pretty worried about the Goey guy because obviously recent history he is known to get injured, isn't he, at this time of year? So I, I don't know. I don't know how if they're underplaying it or it really is just a simple, simple knock. I don't really know. I haven't heard much. Anything. I had no idea he was injured till this morning, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit concerning, isn't it, at this time of year? Um, I think right. we should see him in a preseason game. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him um, next Friday. I'm pretty sure it was light. I have seen training recently. If, if That's right, yeah. It's just this time of year when you hear Jordan to go, his name brought up, you just think, oh, what, what's happened again? Because he yeah, had another just little a... niggle and then went back to training and now he's had another little niggle, so, yeah. Yeah, so just a um, just a, a mid-foot sprain. So, yeah, escaped serious injury, um, which was good. So you could still see him out for a little bit, um, hopefully not too long. But the great thing is, um, I think he had a really, really good start to the preseason, so he's got a lot of Ks in the legs. And we saw the um, the videos of how fit um, how fit he was looking. Um, so hopefully he's woken up a bit and yeah, getting himself a lot fitter because he can definitely take the comp by storm. Hopefully, absolutely. Right, awesome boys, thank you for the first episode of the Side by Side podcast. Um, have a lovely night, and um, looking forward to uh, talking a bit more footy next week. Enjoy. We can talk about and review the um, Pracky match next week. Who do we play? Is it Tigers? Tigers front next Friday night at Marvel. Yeah, hopefully we get to so, see some of the boys that we mentioned. Awesome, boys. Right. Thank you. Thanks Have a good night. Congrats.